Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the Sermons in Progress edition of the Connections broadcast, a digital ministry of New Joy Lutheran Church. I'm Chris Duckworth, pastor at New Joy, and we meet every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. at the corner of 156 and Spring Mill in Westfield, Indiana. That's on the north side of Indianapolis. Hope to see you one Sunday soon at 9.30 a.m. A few announcements for you before we get started with today's podcast. Coming up next Wednesday, March 21st, we'll have our second Messy Church Gathering. Messy Church is a wonderful, multi-generational experience of being the church, of being the community of Christ, gathered at the foot of the cross and the opening to the empty grave. This gathering is marked by a meal, and by worship with Holy Communion, and also by a variety of activity stations meant to help us explore some of Jesus' teachings and grow in Christian community across generational lines. So I hope you'll join us next Wednesday, March 21st. We start gathering at 5.30. The meal gets on the table probably about 5.40, 5.45. Shortly thereafter, our activity stations will open. This is not like school bells ringing and you every few minutes you move. It's free form. Sit at your table and continue eating. Move over and play puzzles with a couple other people. Do some knitting. Act out the Bible story of the day in the Sunday school room with some costumes and uh, people of all ages uh, enacting God's word. It's a really neat experience. Uh, Again, a wonderful way to gather as Christian community. So again, Messy Church, next Wednesday, March 21st. 5.30 p.m. we gather, 5.45-ish, dinner will be served, 7 p.m. worship. Come when you can, leave when you need to. Perhaps you can only come for worship at 7. Perhaps you'll come for the meal, but kids will start melting down before then. Whatever works for you. Again, this is Messy Church. It takes seriously the messiness, the realness of our lives. Just come as you are. Come and experience Christian community. Also, next Saturday, March 24th, is our annual pancake breakfast and Easter egg hunt. It begins at 9 a.m. All volunteers are asked to come at 8 a.m. to help make this event possible. Our guests and kiddos will come at 9 a.m. for breakfast and 9.30 the egg hunt begins. So please join us next Sunday, March 24th, rain or shine, 9 a.m. for the pancake breakfast and egg hunt. Now, let's get on with today's scripture. The scripture for Sunday, March 18th, comes to us from the Gospel of John, chapter 15. The Gospel of John, chapter 15. We are in the fifth week of our Jesus Is series, exploring the I Am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. This week, Jesus is the vine. John, chapter 15. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vineyard keeper. He removes any of my branches that don't produce fruit, and he trims any branch that produces fruit so that it will produce even more fruit. You are already trimmed because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. A branch can't produce fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Likewise, you can't produce fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. 
If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. If you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown out and dries up. Those branches are gathered up, thrown into a fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified when you produce much fruit, and in this way prove that you are my disciples. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So first things first, this imagery of the vine is familiar and would have been familiar to the disciples to whom our Lord is speaking. This coming Sunday we will read from Psalm 80. During all of Lent we've been pairing a psalm with the reading of the day. And Psalm 80 describes Israel as a vine. Psalm 80 verse 8 says, You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it and then planted its roots deep, filling the land. The mountains were covered by its shade. The mighty cedars were covered by its branches. It sent its branches all the way to the sea. Its shoots went all the way to the Euphrates River. Talks about the glory of the vine, the old Israel, the kingdom of Israel. Perhaps slightly overstating its reach, saying it reached all the way to the sea, the Mediterranean. That's probably true. But perhaps it didn't reach all the way to the Euphrates River. Sometimes our memory is a bit more overstated than the reality. But still, uses the psalmist uses the imagery of the vine here to talk about the vitality, the vibrancy of Israel. But then by verse 12, we see some lament entering in. Again, the psalmist is writing, looking back on this glory day and lamenting the current situation. Continuing then with Psalm 80, So why have you now torn down its walls, so that all who come along can pluck its fruit, so that any boar from the forest can tear it up, so that the bugs can feed on it? Please come back, God of heavenly forces. Look down from heaven and perceive it. Attend to this vine, this root that you planted with your strong hand, this son whom you secured as your very own. It is burned with fire. It is chopped down. They die at the rebuke coming from you. Chopped down, burn. Again, images we hear in the Gospel of John as well with Jesus' use of the vine imagery. So again, when Jesus uses this vineyard imagery, it is familiar, because often in the Old Testament it was used to describe the past days, we might call the glory days of Israel, when it was a vibrant and thriving and growing and fruit-bearing kingdom. But that image is often used in past tense. That's what we were. Oh God, restore us. That's where we had been. O God, revive us. We have been thrown into the fire. O Lord, replant us and restore us. I find that fascinating because we might read this passage from John, Jesus using this vine imagery. We might see his words about being pruned and and cut off and thrown into the fire as permanent. Right? Jesus says, if you don't remain in me, you'll be like a branch that is thrown out and dries up. 
those branches are gathered up, thrown into a fire, and burned. Well, that sure sounds rather final, doesn't it? That sure sounds like what some Christians might describe as just kind of condemnation, damnation to hell. But again, if we're familiar with the imagery from the Old Testament, from Psalm 80, and there's other references as well, you know, there's, there's vine imagery in Ezekiel and in Hosea, in Joel, okay, elsewhere in the ancient literature. If we're familiar with that old imagery, we realize that being cut off, withered up, thrown into the fire isn't the end of the story. That is precisely how Israel described itself crying out to God saying, we have been broken, we have been thrown into the fire, but they're still there, and God is still with them. So if there's one point I want to make, uh, my first point, reflecting on this passage from John 15, is that this idea of being cut off and thrown into the fire, it's not permanent. The Old Testament bears witness to that itself. So let's get out of our heads here any notion that this is a declaration of, of final judgment and final damnation. Uh, do not collect go, do not pass go, do not collect 200. No. There's a bit more uh, in the Old Testament literature sense of hope even after we've been burned up, even after we've been cut off. Secondly, I really want to highlight the importance of connection, and I did this briefly in the blog post I, I published at newjoy.org yesterday. The sense of connection. Jesus, throughout this passage, tells the disciples to remain in him, abide in him, stick to him. He doesn't say, hey, you got to do good works, you got to bear good fruit. He describes good works and, and good fruit as flowing from that connection. But the only command he gives in this reading is to remain in him. The fruit, after all, is fruit of the vine, not fruit of the branch. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. The fruit, though, is his. It's his that is created as we are remain connected to him, as we abide in him. It's pretty much a natural byproduct of being connected. Now, Jesus does say what happens if the branch isn't connected. If the branch isn't producing fruit, right? It'll wither, it'll fall off, it'll be trimmed, and it'll be thrown into the fire. But again, being trimmed and thrown into the fire is not the end of the story. That is not a, a final terminal diagnosis, a final terminal judgment. The Israelites saw themselves as being already thrown in the fire, as already being cut off, as already being withered and thrown away. And yet they were restored. Jesus, interestingly enough here too, doesn't really say how a branch withers up. Doesn't here say how a branch separates itself. There's no description here of, hey you, disciples, do this, don't do that. No. He's simply stating the promise of what happens. He's stating the promise of what happens when, when the disciples are connected to him, when the branches are connected to the vine. And he's describing what happens when there is a disconnect. No fruit, withering, falling, burning. 
but he otherwise doesn't describe that. Jesus' most affirmative statements in here and his strongest statements are in here are about staying connected and about abide in me and I abide in you. Jesus makes that commitment. He abides. The vine is there. The vine provides the life. The vine gives what's needed for the fruit. The vine makes it all happen. So that's second point. Again, the first point is that fire and detachment and withering away is not final, because that's what the Old Testament writers, that's what the Israelites felt like, yet they were restored, and they had faith in a God who was with them even in the midst of their challenges. Secondly, this call for connection. It's too easy for us Christians to want to make this about our good works. But no, Jesus doesn't say do good works. Jesus says remain in me. And when you do, the good works will follow. And to wrap up, I just want to highlight, again, the centrality of the vine in all of this. Jesus writes in verse 5, or Jesus says in verse 5 of today's reading, If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. Without me, you can't do anything. Again, it's so easy for us Christians to want to boast, but we're reminded by today's text that Jesus is the one that gives us all good things, is the one that allows us to do all the good things that we may do. As well, looking back at Psalm 80, Sunday's Psalm, the psalmist as well gives God the glory and, and says it's only through God that we can be revived and renewed. Let your hand be with the one on your right side, with the one whom you secured as your own. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us so that we can call on your name. Restore us, Lord God of heavenly forces. Make your face shine so that we can be saved. Israel does not restore itself, but calls on the Lord to restore it. Without me, you can't do anything. Without our Lord, we cannot do anything. Without our constant renewal in the word and sacrament and the promise of Christian fellowship, the renewal by dwelling on God's word and by living by his spirit, only by that renewal, only by that constant abiding in the church, in the body of Christ, in the stuff of faith, can we bear that fruit, a fruit that the world so needs. In yesterday's blog post, I commented too that the branch reaches out from the vine. It is anchored in the vine Jesus, but it does reach out into the world because it needs the sun It needs the rain. It needs the air. It needs the stuff that is out there. It needs the stuff, the elements of the world, in order to bear fruit. We need Jesus to bear fruit, but we also need the stuff of the world to bear fruit. We need to reach out into the world to bear fruit. To bear fruit that what the world needs. And so we have this image of being anchored in Christ, anchored on the vine, but reaching out into the world. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, called to reach out into the world, anchored in Christ, for the sake of the world. Amen. Let us pause now for prayer, 
lifting up to God our needs, our questions, our concerns, asking God's guidance for us, for the church, and for the world. So let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise that you give us the true vine, the true vine that gives us our nourishment, that anchors us in truth and in life. Allow us to branch out, O God, and to receive the goodness you give in your creation and to bear fruit for the sake of the world. Bless your church, especially New Joy Lutheran Church, that it might bear fruit, that it might remain and abide in your Son, and that it might do good works for the sake of neighbors in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For a world, O oh God, we pray for peace. For peace in the Korean Peninsula, where it seems like tension is always simmering. For peace in the Middle East. For peace in Myanmar, where peoples are being pushed off their land and communities being burned to the ground. Gracious God, we pray for peace in all places where trouble and warfare where violence reign. Your call, your will, your desire for your people is peace. Bring us your peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And for the sick, O Lord, we pray. You are the healer of every ill. You are the comforter of every trauma. Comfort us, O God, in our trials and tribulations. Bring healing and hope to the sick. Hold the dying and Carry them into newness of life with you. Comfort all who grieve and guide the works of your caregivers in this world, of doctors and nurses and social workers and counselors, of therapists, of all who work your healing. May their hands be your hands, their words be your words. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For these and all other things that we need, we ask you to bless us with, O oh God. Provide us all that we need. Give us that anchor in the vine, that sustainment in the branches. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sermons in Progress edition of our Connections podcast. God bless you. Have a great week. And until next time, may you know God's blessings in your life and share them with those around you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.